so we're gonna do the hello thing again. I wonder if that's gonna start sounding cheesy. Don't matter. Don't matter. <laughs> hey guys. Bienvenidos. And welcome to the Latino card. I'm JJ Saldana. I'm Nicole Foy. And I'm Rebecca De Leon. We are recording at the Radio Boise studio. And today what we're going to talk about is something that has been in the news off and on for a couple of months now. You can't possibly have forgotten it if you live in Idaho. Maybe if you didn't even don't even live in Idaho. Um, it went international. It went international. I saw it in German. Yeah. I couldn't read it. Whoa. But yeah. Um, I saw it on Univision. So yeah. <laughs> so wow. we're going to talk about um, Middleton. And as you may remember, who wants to recap for us what happened Halloween first few days of November? So I think you should probably start because you were the first one to start getting text messages. I didn't start getting text messages until the following morning. Oh, I had more intel than you. Yeah. Whoa, you guys. Oh, <laughs> man. So um, last, well, technically happened October, but people didn't get wind of, wind of it until November. Um, some photos of Middleton teachers, specifically Middleton Heights teachers and staff, kind of went viral. When um, the pictures of them in their Halloween costumes were posted to the school district page. And the reason why this was a problem was because these teachers and staff were dressed as a border wall that said, Make America Great Again. And the other teachers and staff were dressed um, as we've come to call them stereotypical Mexican costumes. Stereotypical cartoon characters. Yeah, yeah, cartoon characters, basically. We got the sombreros, the long mustaches, the serapes. Well, one of them actually had the word Mexican on the hat. Yeah, so. just so you weren't confused right. about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so those those kind of went viral and um, were shared quickly across Idaho, across the country. A lot of outcry. A lot of people very shocked that this could possibly happen. Um, a lot of people not so shocked that it could possibly happen. And um, definitely a lot of negative feedback was focused on the town of Middleton. At the same time all this was happening, there was a different response, specifically um a former NASA astronaut whose name is Jose Hernandez, he um, actually went up to space in the space shuttle. Pretty cool. That is he, really cool. Um, he tweeted at uh, he tweeted one of the pictures of the articles and, and said, I would like to come and talk to these teachers. I will come and tell my story of how I, a migrant farm worker kid, became an astronaut. I'll pay my way, and the only thing, the only catch is those teachers have got to be sitting in the front row and I tell my story. So he made this promise a couple of months ago, and he recently kept that promise. He came and visited not just Middleton Heights, where these photos were taken, but also all three elementary schools in Middleton in one day, and he spoke to, gosh, almost a thousand elementary school that kids. That is so cool. Yeah, yeah. A, about, um, you know, his story, which is pretty incredible. He grew up as, you know, traveling the country, going back and forth from Mexico to the United States as a farm worker. His parents were farm workers. Him and his siblings worked in the fields. They eventually settled down in Stockton. And he, by by sheer force of will and a dedication to education and very supportive parents, was able to take all of the crazy steps that you have to take in order to be picked for NASA, to be picked to go on the space shuttle. And he got to share that with um, the kids. I think he specifically spoke with third, fourth, and fifth graders. 
Wow. Were the teachers front row? Do you know? So I saw, so we can talk about this. Um, so he spoke to all three elementary schools, um, including, of course, Middleton Heights. Um, the school district made a last minute decision that they didn't want any media at Middleton Heights in particular. Um, but we were able to attend the third talk, which was at Purple Sage Elementary, which was not where any of this happened. So it was it was third, fourth, and fifth grade teachers and students who were all in the audience, some other administrators when I was there, some parents and um, younger siblings had found a way to sneak <laughs> in the back. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah. Are we allowed to ask why we didn't get to go to Milton Heights? Yeah, you can ask me and I'll tell you what they told me. Okay, why why was there a last minute decision that you couldn't attend Middleton Heights? Well, I mean, we weren't really given a reason, um, but, you know, I have to say it's, it is understandable to some limit. There was a lot of negative attention focused on that school. There were, there were threats made against that school. Um, and so, yeah, when that first came out, there were a couple threats made against Middleton okay. Heights. Well, and so the teachers and the principal were suspended when the, originally, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah, within days, um, the teachers were allowed back. But the principal continued on the suspension, but now she's not suspended. Is that the case? Yeah. So the principal is no longer the principal. Um, she still does work for the school district, though. She is working in the policy and special education department, according to what the superintendent told me. Um, but she has turned in her resignation and does not plan to return at the end of the year. So Interesting. So a lot Very. of things have happened since then. And so that's why it was a big deal to a lot of people in the Latino community, in Middleton, in Canyon County, that, first of all, this fairly famous astronaut kept his decision to a tiny Idaho school and came out here to share his story specifically because he wanted kids to see to not see the stereotype that they get so often in the media that some of those kids because Middleton is Milton Heights is what was it 13 percent Latino that some of those um, Latino kids got from their own teachers Um, he wanted to show that this was a different that that's not all they are you know that's what very few people are honestly um I have um a quote from him and the story when I interviewed him where he said you know I wanted to show them that we're not all just Mexicans in sombreros sleeping under a cactus like that's not that's not who we are we can be anything and that was definitely the theme of the talk that I heard at Purple Sage and it was pretty cool also he answered a lot of important questions like do you eat ice cream in space and no he ate tortillas and like you know <laughs> yeah, it was, tortillas yeah in space? he did I gotta, I gotta check God, back I wish there was like Legit. a picture of that <laughs> I think that I would know, be so there's cool gotta tortillas be a picture, in space right there's gotta be a picture there somewhere he explained how he made it but I was too busy like trying to tweet out like he made tortillas in space <laughs> but I forgot like I wasn't paying I think attention you should tweet him and ask him if there's photos of that because yeah. I think that would be great pics or it didn't happen maybe I will yeah, yeah. pics or it didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> well so JJ um I did a lot of reporting on the effect that this had the initial incident had on the Latino community and you did that all on your day off Yeah. Well, yeah. And some follow up stuff, too. It took a little bit of time to track people down. But I was wondering if you could talk a little bit from your perspective, because from my perspective, at least from people, you know, all I see sometimes is people who are sharing our articles, you know, and stuff like that. But 
people were, seemed to be pretty excited that not only he kept his promise, but that their kids, you know, this, these Middleton kids were going to get this chance to see, have such a great Latino role model speaking to them and talking about something that, like, honestly, every third, fourth, and fifth grader is going to be excited about space. Like, that's, pr- that's pretty easy right, to sell. Sure. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about... What what does this mean for you working for the Hispanic Commission that he well, came to Idaho? We Hispanic always try community? to bring somebody that's going to be a role model with our youth summit. Our youth summit though doesn't reach elementary, mm-hmm. but we've brought people down from like Tony Plana was our very first ever celebrity we ever brought down. If you don't know who he is, he was on One Day at a Time, the, re- the show on Netflix. He plays the grandpa, but when he came down, he was just starting the show Ugly Betty. Um, and he's, so, a, he's a huge actor in yes, the Mexican and producer community. and writer. So he yeah, he was huge on education. But I think my favorite person that we've brought down is Danny Trejo. You know, he's probably been most well known. He's amazing when you meet him because you know he usually plays this big bad dude and mean dude. But in real life, he's just a short sweetheart. Um, you know, when I picked him up from the report the first time, I was expecting this big guy. No, he's not that big, you know. No, he's really um, not. But I love his message that he brings in because one of the messages he says is when you do good things for other people, good things happen to you. And he talks about how education is important in all aspects of life. Um, uh, you know, he had a troubled life growing up. And when he went to prison, he tried to get a job um, in the laundry because that's where all his friends were working. And the prison told him, no, you don't have a high school diploma, so you can't work in the laundry. And so he tells kids, he goes, even in jail or in prison you need your education to get a good job Um, you know there were kids lined up obviously to get his autograph and talk to him and he apparently had some kind of playstation game or some kind of video game and he kept telling the kids don't talk to me about my game tell me how you're doing in school what you're succeeding in what you have issues with he wanted to hear from the students themselves about their education he didn't want to hear about the video games that he you know he had out there Um, he talked a story about how he became an actor he was going he, one of his friends called him. He's like, I'm thinking of using, I'm at work right now. Everybody's going to go to this party and they're going to get high. So he's like, give me the address. Shows up. It happens to be a movie studio. And the director's like, hey, I need a guy that looks like you to play a boxer. Are you interested? And that's how his movie career started. Cause, and he tells the kids this. He tells them, when you're doing good things for other people, good things happen to you. And that's how it happened. And so, you know, now he has like over 200 movies to his name. And he's he's everywhere. And it's pretty, he's probably been my favorite one that we've had just because he's had such an impact on the kids, on the adults, even the media that's covering it. They were just so excited to meet him. And so, but bringing people like that for as role, role models like that is very, very important because we want to see people um, and we want to see especially students knowing that there's a road out there for them to succeed. Well, and you you told reporters when um, this initially happened in the weeks following after Middleton that the Hispanic Commission was fielding a lot of questions yes. from concerned parents Correct. about, um, you know, you know, my kid is going to go to this elementary school next year. You know, should I should I send them? And just a lot of general concerns. And that's like, a hard thing to office. answer because how do you right. tell them no or yes? And I was basically telling them, it's up to you. It's your own judgment. You have to really look into the school. Feel free to meet with the schools beforehand because if you don't meet with the schools, then it's on you. I have a kid. And <laughs> when this happened, I do remember talking to my significant other and having this conversation of just like, you know, Middleton's right over there. I live in Nampa, but like Middleton's right there. And I was I was like, who, who knows? This could be Idaho. This could be all over the place. And this is the only time that we saw it. Well, that was the one time it got caught. Right. Like that's that's always kind of the fear. And it's like when I send my kid to school, 
what what is he going to have to put up with? Because I remember what I had to put up with, and I grew up in Twin Falls. And that's supposed to, you know, there's a high refugee population there. And so it could either go really well or really bad, depending on the teachers, the tone that they set and the example that they set. And what happened in Middleton is unacceptable on, an, on a huge level, whether because the, the defense for that was like, oh, well, it was after school and, and the kids didn't see it. And it was part of like a community or like a like a team building thing. And you guys were the ones that made it in their faces because you put it in the news. And it's like... No, that scenario should never exist in the first place. And if you're if your defense to any situation is like, yeah, that's racist, but like you're wrong. Shut up. No, the context does not matter. So this is why I'm like this scenario should never exist in any place ever. The tone that these children take is set by the teachers. And if a teacher thinks that that is okay in any context, in any situation, at any time of the day, that's not okay. And so where am I supposed to send my kid to get his education where he won't be faced with this kind of crap. And we, I think, for the most part, we as Latinos, we look at educators as somebody at high level. We have some high level respect for those. I know my mom took the teacher's word as golden. You know, I was a good kid, but my siblings, oh, not okay. so much. But um, <laughs> but I've had situations even with my work where um, a student had been suspended and the parent originally was like, no, why the teacher would not lie, would not do this. Then it turns out that there was some kind of misinformation given to the parents and the parents like, but the teacher, why would the teacher do this? Mm. Because they have that belief that the teacher's there to be a role model for not just the student, but as for the community. When you accept to being a teacher, I know you don't get paid for it, but you do accept to be a role model in your well communities. That's right. And you know what? The statistics don't lie either. Like, there is racism in the classroom. If a white kid commits, like, some sort of breaking the rules situation, the white kid does not get punished in the same way that a kid of color does. Every statistic taken anywhere has proven that time after time, year after year. Yeah, it's it's also, not like it there's also exist. data that you can look up specific for your school district. If you go to ProPublica.com, it's called Miseducation, and they have every single school district in the country, including in Idaho, broken down by students of color, white students, and who's most likely to get disciplined, to get in-school suspension. See, that's what I'm going to look at when I want to know where am I going to move to send my kid to school. Well, I'm, I'm going to look be at looking that. at that tonight just because I think I want to make sure that I see what's going on in Idaho because we had a situation here in Idaho where a Latina girl was severely punished for something that she did wrong and the parents acknowledged that she did it wrong, but a white kid did the similar thing and got maybe a two-day suspension and this girl she was suspended until the end of the school year and the incident happened in February and so me and some other colleagues we went at it with that superintendent and luckily it was fixed but it took a lot of fighting to get justice for that little girl you know and the the disillusion that they're not doing that that they tell themselves that doesn't happen that's where the danger lies because it can be it can be fixed like you said it can be fixed once they realize that that's a problem and that's what's happening that's what was wrong with the response in Middleton is because a lot of people are like nah that's not no you guys are and it's like no like this is never going to be fixed if you continue to have that kind of attitude of apologizing for See, it. And I was glad that though they accepted the astronauts invitation, um, well, his own invitation to come join them because they weren't really responsive to any other Idaho organization that offered them help. So yeah, That's so let, let, let's let's talk about let's talk about that. So it's been a couple of months. JJ, you were very you and the Hispanic Commission were very involved in 
if not, you know, actively working with the school district after this, definitely fielding questions on behalf of the Latino community. And so what are the Hispanic Commission's thoughts on moving on? What are your thoughts on like, has has this helped? Has this helped the situation? I think it helps because it's a start. I don't think um, he came in and fixed the problem. I think it's a a great start. It's an amazing start because he's nationally known and, you know, he's a good guy. And so it was a great start. But um, I think the um, Middleton School District needs to respond. I know my director met with the superintendent. He was friendly and said, because we do trainings for school districts and we hire people to come in and do these trainings. We hire experts that do diversity trainings. We don't do them ourselves. And um, it's free to every school district. And we offered it to him and he's like, yes, yes, yes. And since then, no, he hasn't returned our call. That's very disappointing. So for a school district, for a school district like Middleton looking to and we even sorry we even ahead. offered to do the trainings off campus just to kind of keep it safer so people wouldn't be upset it's like we can do it in Boise if you need to come down to Boise I mean again it's a free training well so for a school district that is you know maybe they've identified problems like this and they um, to do better at serving students of color in their school district and that means when we're when we're talking about that in Idaho in southern Idaho specifically that specifically means how to better serve Latino students, because that is the significant minority population we have in this area. What do educators need to be aware of? What do they need to be working on in their classroom? Can I say really quick, a good way to solve that before you even mm, is (laughs) to just hire Latina educators. That is so important. We need representation in so many aspects. And if we had more Latina educators, we wouldn't need these kinds of trainings because they would already bring that with them. So, yeah, and I agree. Like I said earlier, we need more Latino counselors. We have hardly no counselors are encouraging our kids. In fact, we keep hearing that counselors are discouraging. Is that a word? Discouraging our kids not to go into college saying, oh, you're better off doing this. And why are they doing that? What purpose does that serve? Um, but, you know, we as a state agency, we offer free trainings to all school districts and they don't pay anything. Maybe they might have to pay for travel if they decide to. But most times we go to them and um, these trainings, like I said, it's not us doing the training. We hire trainers and we work with the universities, either Boise State or University of Idaho, to make sure that they get credit. The teachers actually get credit for these to attending these. The problem that we had with those trainings, though, is we'd send it out and the schools would send us their Latino staff. And it's like, well, they know the situations. We need to have superintendents. We need to have principals, vice principals, counselors. But back to Middleton, I think um, the town itself, I think, has gotten a black eye because of this. Because, you know, they had some issues later with the mayor as well that kind of brought some attention. But I think there's some people that out there that are trying to do some good things in Middleton. I know the Middleton Library, you know, they're planning a Dia de los Niños event. I found out that their fire chief is Latino, and so at the Dia de los Niños event, they're gonna he's gonna be making chili and teaching kids how to make um, no sorry not chili but salsa. Um, so I think that's kind of cool. I mean something different. Yeah. Um, I think baby steps. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, it is it is definitely um, Jose Hernandez coming is it is a start. And I think a lot of people have definitely view it that way. And at the very least, it is really empowering to third and fourth and fifth graders to hear the story of someone who had either similar things to overcome that they do or much a much harder path. Well, just for his visit, we might have future Latino astronauts from Middleton. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would I, be cool. That was that was something that he said in his in his speech when we when we're sending people to Mars. I want to hear it with someone from Idaho. Nice. And that's you know that's really incredible because it, one of the things that he talks about a lot is he was ten years old when he decided he wanted to go to the moon. He wanted to go to space. Wow. And so that's why At ten years old. I still wanted to be a superhero. It's it's definitely a formative age but sure. like a lot of those can become very lucrative careers like he yeah. he consults for spacex now like he's doing very well for wow. himself and is a very good example to kids about the importance of stem careers and then the mm-hmm. also the importance of starting early and having mm-hmm. parental support well and i think a lot of these yeah, elementary schools point. need to start doing college campus tours i know that some high schools already say you know every kid will go on at least one college campus tour before they graduate but i think we need to start early we need to start with elementary kids so they can start already envisioning themselves on college campuses. So that is it for us today. Thank you so much for listening to us. And make sure you you can find our podcast on um, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And you can always shout, a, shout at us on Twitter. We're all very active on there. So. We're all very active. And you can find us at The Latino Card. If you know of someone that we should interview, if you know of something we should talk about, or if you want to tell us how horribly wrong we are, please. Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. We probably shouldn't dare people. <laughs> yeah, that could turn out really badly for all of us. Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye.